I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 103 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, today I'm going to try something a little different. The guest I have lined up for you today is not only a first class father, but he is a loyal listener of the podcast as well. So I am very excited to have Shane Freestone here with me today. And I would really like to thank all of you listeners out there for all the continued support and encouragement. Please keep the DMs and the emails coming and reach out to me if you would like to have an opportunity to come on the show here and share your fatherhood journey with all of us. I would love to bring on as many listeners as possible here, maybe even do some live call-ins at some point. Who knows? We are a little over 100 episodes now, but really just getting started here. And from the little acorn, grew the mighty oak. All right, and joining me on episode 104 is going to be another big-time fan of the show, Miguel Garcia, who is a father of 15, will be joining me right here. So lock it in. We're going to have some fun this week. I am heading down to Miami this weekend for the Conclave of Warriors, so I will only be dropping two episodes on you next week. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter to find out just who will be here with me on the podcast. And I'm telling you something right now, folks. I am in scheduling with a first-class father that if I can lock it in with this guest, it is going to blow the lid off this podcast and bring us nationwide attention. So please, throw a prayer my way. I am working very hard here to secure as many awesome dads as I can to share their philosophy on fatherhood and family values. Fatherhood rocks family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here. So let me smack you guys with a quick little spot, and I will be right back with Shane Freestone. I'm Alec Lace, and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a veteran of the United States military. He is a big fan of the show, and he is joining us from Arkansas. He also hosts a podcast of his own called My Dad's Podcast. It is a big privilege for me to say, Shane Freestone, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me, Ali. All right, Shane, let's do this here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Okay, so I got I got five kids. Uh, my oldest is 25. He was with my girlfriend. I currently have four with my wife. We've been married for 22 years. Uh, my oldest with her, she, uh, he is 21 and I have a 19 year old. And then we had an eight year gap and we had a, uh, two more sets of younger ones, but they're currently 12 and 10 right now. All right. Very cool. You got one up on me there. What type of uh, sports or activities were they into or are they into? So, uh, of course my oldest one, he's in the Navy. That's his sport activity all all the time now, um, my my daughter, she's in junior college, and I think she's just trying to get a feel of curriculum. Uh, she played volleyball and softball coming out of school. Um, my youngest son right now, my 12-year-old, he's into jiu-jitsu, which is uh, probably the only sport he'll get into. Uh, he might get into some music here uh, next year in the eighth grade, but I think uh, right now jiu-jitsu is pretty much consumed uh his desires right now and then my youngest daughter olivia my little princess she's a she dances 
All right, I've got a little dancer myself. Now, do you get in there and coach it all with the kids, or do we hear you cheering them on from the sideline? You know, Alec, I'm, I, I, I am one of those coaches from the sidelines, uh, and that's pretty much how I've done with all my kids. And uh, I've, 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 I've never really stepped into that position. I've been offered it a couple times, whether coach or assistant coach. I've, I just never really felt like I've had the time, uh, with my household load, uh, with work. Uh, there was a time too where, uh, for a big part of my life, I worked shifts, hours, so I wasn't steady with nights or days. And, uh, you know, that just kind of kept me out of the realm of being able to, to step into a position like that, uh, and be consistent with it. Awesome. Okay, Shane, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. All right. So uh, my name is Shane Friesen. I live in uh, Conway, Arkansas, the central Arkansas area, which is about 30 miles west of Little Rock. Uh, I grew up in a military family. So when it was time for me to go in, I went into the Marine Corps myself. Uh, I did four years. Me and my wife were stationed out in San Diego. We had our daughter out there at Balboa Naval Hospital. Um. I got out of the service after my four years and went to work for a great company. Uh, still didn't feel like my desire was me, uh, being met there, so I, I jumped back into the government as a civilian uh, or government civilian employee, and I, I've been uh, currently with Department of Homeland Security now for, uh, I guess, the last better part of 15 years. All right. Hey, thank you very much for your service. And I have got to ask you now, how did you come across First Class Fatherhood and become a fan of the show? So that that's a good one. Uh, I start, I was starting my own podcast, and it's called My Dad's Podcast. Uh, and I was looking for some examples out there on, on how to uh, create my show, so ideas and stuff like that. So in the midst of that, I also wanted to see, prior to naming my show or my podcast, I wanted to make sure that nobody else out there had it. So as I was typing in my dad's podcast, I was I found the dad's podcast and uh, realized that nobody else was called what I was calling mine. So with that being said, I was still trying to do some research on how I was going to try to format and do my show and everything, too. So I started listening to the dad's podcast, and I really think it was like the second episode, uh, just scrolling through his list, that I found uh, you as a guest on his <laughs> And then, so you guys, you guys just had a great time. And, and, uh, as soon as I realized who you were and that you had your own podcast, as soon as that podcast was done, I jumped over on the first class fatherhood. And, uh, man, I've been there ever since. And it's been, I guess it's been about maybe two, maybe three months now. So, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's where I found you. And, and, <laughs> and now I listen to probably first class fatherhood more than I do any of the other. Uh, dad podcasts that are out there uh, just because you're dropping quite a few episodes uh, and your format is great easy to listen to, listen to and I, I listen to them at work so uh, so when it's uh, a good 20 25 minute 15 20 minute podcast something like that it, it's just it's easy to listen to and I can stay kind of focused to the whole show really and I, and I get uh, a lot of good relatable content out of it too and, and most of your guests have been great so cool, man. All right, I'm curious. What platform do you listen in on? Uh, so I listen on iTunes. Okay, yeah, that seems to be the most popular place for people to listen, that and Spotify. Uh, all right, Shane, do you have a favorite episode or guest that you enjoyed listening to more than others? I will say uh, most of your Navy SEAL ones have been great. Your Trooper one was great. I'm prior long, uh, 
current law enforcement kind of, uh, but uh, I do investigative support now, so I'm kind of still in law enforcement realm. But uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, episode 30 was when you did Justin, and if he ever asked me what was my favorite on his, if I ever had a chance to talk to him, I would say whatever episode he had you on. And it's just because, again, I was coming into the podcast realm at that time, and you two guys were kind of, kind of at the same time, the first ones that I met that had really good shows, really good content, and uh, you know, I just kind of feel like uh, like you guys are kind of like my mentors in a sense uh, with me starting my podcast, and and uh, so it would be your episode thirty uh, with Justin. Yeah, I do the exact same thing, Shane. As I continue to mold my show here and try to make it as best as I can, I listen in on other podcasters in this genre to see what the guys are up to. Uh, I'm still very green when it comes to podcasting, so I've got a lot to learn. Uh, Please, hit my listeners uh, with a little bit about your show. Tell us what my dad's podcast is all about and what was the genesis of that. Okay, so my dad's podcast uh, started from me just wanting to get my my 12-year-old son involved. He seems like he's always got his face in YouTube or something digital that, uh, that just consumes his time. And, and, uh, I wanted to create something that he could help me with that dealt with social media in a way, but you know, a, a different way and where he's actually learning, learning some things, you know, um, uh, learning how to help me with the sound or learning how to, uh, just sitting down and listening to to some of my guests uh, and and just taking in the whole experience, being physically active with it instead of just being in it all day with no interaction with anybody, you know. But but the show is based off the perspective of of my kids. That's why it's called My Dad's Podcast. If you can imagine, you know, what I'm saying, oh, my dad's podcast, or hey, that's my dad's podcast. Um, and the content, I just wanted to create it uh, to be relatable. To other parents I know, I have a lot of friends who are single raising their kids. I have a lot of friends who uh, are throughout this country, and they're doing a good job, and you see them on social media, and they're tearing themselves down because they made a bad decision or because they had to punish their kid or they had to discipline their kid or or something like that. And, and I just wanted to create a podcast that lets them know that, hey, you know what? We're not perfect. There's no written book for parenting. Don't worry about your failures, you know, uh, as a parent, because it's going to happen, get past that. We're all we're all in this boat together. You know what I mean? We're all in this raising our kids together, and uh, there's going to be ups, highs and lows, ups and downs, and we just got to work through them to just maintain our families and, and that that family bond. You know, uh, and to not beat ourselves up because we feel like we made a few bad parenting decisions. Uh, but that was what, that's the most part is what I created the show for is just to have relatable content that a lot of my friends and families could relate to and we could share each other's stories and, and, uh, uh, just kind of connect with each other that way. Yeah, I think that's awesome, man. I love the message, Shane, and I think it's important to let dads know, especially the young dads. I, I talk about this quite a bit on my show. As you know, I drive for Uber on the weekends, and when I get the guys in the cab, you know, I tell them I have four kids. They're usually shaking their heads like they feel sorry for me, and, and they have such a negative mindset towards fatherhood and towards family life, like it's something they want to avoid in life and not something they want to embrace. And, and that's why I love the opportunity that this platform provides here so that I can get my message out there that 
fatherhood rocks, family values rule. But also, I've been really blessed to have some amazing men on here like the Navy SEALs, NFL Hall of Famers, and have these guys back me up on my claim because their words carry a lot more weight than mine do. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. And hopefully it's making a difference out there in in what I believe to be an attack on the family life uh, taking place in our country right now. And fatherhood is so much better if they would give it a chance. It's far better than they ever imagined it to be. Yeah, man. And I couldn't imagine not having my kids. If I could go back, Alec, and do it all over again, I would do it all over again at the same age, the same place in my life, everything. I wouldn't change a thing. And uh, there is a message being sent in our country where young parents – think they need to put something like that off till the end, which is fine. If you want to establish your career first, that's fine. But don't put out not having children. I mean, that's that's one of the, the best things we can do in this in, in our lives is is have a couple of kiddos running around the house, you know. Um I think it it allows us to grow in a uh, I, I really don't know how to put it, but it just allows us to grow in, in every aspect of of life, I think, you know, it brings us back full circle when we're able to have our kids and raise them and see how our parents raised us and now how we're raising them and to watch them, our kids, raise their kids. You know what I mean? Yes, and I think the key to that there is that it's a gateway to living a life where you start treating other kids the way you want your child to be treated, and that just opens the door for you treating others the way you want to be treated, and that's just beneficial for our society, our community, our culture, just better for everybody all the way around. Yeah, absolutely, and I love the golden rule. And uh, uh, if it's one thing my kids have heard from me time and time again, it's it's been the golden rule. You know, uh, something I know we learned we had to recite in kindergarten growing up. You know, I know you're not much younger than me, so I don't know if you guys did out there in your schools, but we used to have to recite the golden rule in kindergarten. You know. Well, I think it is sad to see that schools have changed. And I I think once you start moving away from God, once you start getting away from country, getting away from family values, the results are just devastating. And and I think we're seeing that take shape in our country right now. Uh, I think that the big issues we have are not guns. They're not drugs and sex. I think the biggest problem is the breakdown of the family unit. And, And if we would pay attention to it and start showing the family life in a little bit better light through movies and TV and the media and nourish the family unit, most of the problems that we're seeing in this country country i think would just start to evaporate yeah absolutely you know we need to get back to a foundation um and and, but i just feel like we're moving so far away from it but i know there's a lot of good people still left that want to recreate that foundation of god that foundation of family that foundation of of just uh you know just uh, again i don't know how to say it exactly but just just create this foundation that is a springboard for our children and not something that that is uh, kind of in a way holding them back. You know, I know I've, on other podcasts I've heard some of your guests talk about, and you guys talk about bullying. You know, I don't understand how parents whose kids bully or they know their kids bully allow them to even come back to school without an apology for somebody they bullied, you know. And, and parents, some parents think that's funny that their kids are doing it or they dismiss it. Uh, and that is a big part of our country that's broken right now is the fact that we can't even get control over bullying. Yes, and it's even more dangerous now, of course, with social media and cyberbullying. Uh, so let me ask you, how do you handle technology time, social media with your kids? Well, you know, and that's, again, one of the reasons I started my dad's podcast was to kind of bring them into 
the world of social media that I'm involved in and to make sure I can monitor that and see what's going on. Uh, right now, you know, my two youngest ones don't have a phone. My oldest daughter, she's 19. She does have a phone. I really, I really don't control what she has. I, we had in the past control their, their time. And I'll be honest with you. We, we're not the parents to buy our kids a phone when they're 10. Okay. And I'm not saying there's anything good or bad with that. I'm just saying I'm not buying my kid a phone until they're about 16 years old. And then uh, that way, I don't even really have to worry about it. They're computers. They use it for homework. A lot of them are hooked onto this Google Chrome thing now. Or yeah. even at home, if they're on Google Chrome, they can't go into websites just because they want to. They have to be on our personal computer or whatever platform to go into those websites. And if they're on Google Chrome... I'm really not even worried about them because the school will automatically send us a notification that, hey, your child was visiting this website. Good, bad, or indifferent, I know where my kids have been on, on the computer, you know, and that's one thing I like about And we've got two Google Chromes that we have our kids set up on for school, and uh, and it kind of monitors them for us. But I, I still, you know, just by not getting them, having them access to, to mobile phones, really, because I think that's the biggest a uh, piece of technology that we have in our country, even as adults, man, that consumes way, way more of our time than we need, you know. Yeah, I agree with you 100% right there. Now, another thing I'd like to know, because you have five kids, you got one more than me, and for my wife and I, the toughest transition, for us anyway, was going from two kids to three kids. So what would you say was the most challenging transition for you? So we had an eight-year gap. So we had our first two, son and daughter, and then we had an eight-year gap. So it would have to have been from the second to the third child uh, because eight years of our lives, me and my wife were were just raising the two, and they were getting at the age to where, you know, we can have a teenage babysitter come watch them or we could take them to Grandma and Grandpa's house, and we know that Grandma and Grandpa didn't have to worry about uh, making formula or changing diapers and stuff like that. So me and my wife, uh, as they got – uh, to be a little older, we were able to enjoy a lot of our time, uh, you know, uh, going out on our own dates and stuff like that, something that we had missed out, uh, you know, as they were younger. And then when we went to that third child with the eight-year gap in between, uh, I think we realized that we pretty much just started all over. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a rough transition, but only because uh, – uh, we had that eight-year gap, but nonetheless, uh, we did things different with this second set than we did with the first, and uh, it's just been phenomenal. And we, we, we've been a lot more patient with these younger ones, and we just, you know, we're more established in our careers, so we're able to to really just do a lot more with them. And, and uh, I, I hate it for my oldest two. I felt like we kind of dipped them in life. <laughs> But uh, they're both good. They're all four really good kids, and and uh, I, you know, I commend my wife. She is, she is definitely a working homemaker. Uh, my wife, she she's always had kind of a job. I think there was a little time there where she didn't have to work, uh, but she's just managed to, uh, you know, juggle work, family, me, all that at the same time, and and uh, she has just been resilient through it all, and just I, I you know, I. Just like most of the guys probably on there, most of the fathers, I, I just can't thank my wife enough for, for stepping in uh, during those crucial times and, and uh, holding us all together. Well said. All right, please hit my listeners with the links where they can find you and connect with you, and I will gladly post them in the description of this podcast episode. Yeah, so uh, my platform is uh, most of it. It's on Podbean. Uh, I do. I have it 
where it's shared to iTunes. So iTunes and anything Shane Freestone and my dad's podcast, if you Google any of that, it'll pop right up. Uh, go to iTunes or Podbean uh, and hit uh, my dad's podcast. It'll right uh, come back up. If you're Android, go to CastBox, uh, maybe Spreaker. Uh, but uh, uh, just Shane Freestone at my dad or Shane Freestone with my dad's podcast involved in that, or just my dad's podcast if you're on one of the uh, the platforms. All right. Now, before I move on to my last question here, do you happen to have any advice or are there any improvements or changes you would like to see me make to first class fatherhood here? Uh, you know what, Alec? I think you're doing fine, man. And I think your number one ratings and your multiple ratings throughout the, the list that are all in the top 25 uh, prove that not only have you jumped in this uh, realm of podcasting and been really successful, but I think you, I think uh, anything that you do, number one, it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, any of the guests you got, and how uh, those, uh, you know, how dedicated you are to to getting those guests. Uh, I just say keep doing what you're doing, brother, because you're doing a really good job at it. All right, thank you for that. All right, last question I'm going to hit you with. You know what's coming. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast here. What type of advice could you give to that new dad or to that about to be father who's out there listening? Yeah. So, uh, any advice I, I could give, and, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm not the perfect father. Uh, but the only advice I have is is uh, it's not the mother's job to nurture your kids. Sure, let mom nurture, but fathers, nurture your kids as well. Show them that affection. Show them that emotion. Show them that love. And then when you have to discipline, step up a discipline too. Uh, and moms, step up a discipline too. But fathers, definitely nurture your children. Uh, it's not it's – not, mom's job to do that like it used to be my mom was the nurturer my dad was the discipline no nurture your kids uh that's that's the biggest piece of advice i could have just be emotionally connected to them as well you know um fathers are gone quite a bit working uh you know a lot of our military fathers deployed uh you know when you come home or when you're around them just just love on them you know Awesome. Well said. I think that's a great message. Shane Freestone, everybody. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. Thank you for your support. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. Uh, Thank you, Alex. All right. I'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Shane Freestone for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was pretty cool. Please hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. And then come back for episode 104, dropping on Friday with another big-time listener of the podcast, Miguel Garcia, who is a father of 15. And I think we all stand to learn a little something from that first-class father. So please, bring it on back here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we are not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.